Hello everyone. Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sadie Hawkins Pod. I'm really glad to have you all here. This is Danny. And are, are uh, you feeling okay? And Danny? Jessica's here. No, I'm just really, you know, I'm uh just glad that people are listening. Uh, I'm not too glad. I don't want to, you know, seem like I'm coming on too strong. <laughs> okay. I'm just glad to be here. Today we're going to be talking about Everything Will Be. It's a track from the first album. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, okay. Is is everything okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't want to come off as a little much, you know. <laughs> if <laughs> Let's say hypothetically we were to become privy to... The fact that like one of our top 1% listeners got someone else to listen to the show and that they told their friend who's one of our top 1% listeners that <laughs> Danny's a bit much, you know, <laughs> and that's an out and you know, that's an outsider perspective on me. So <laughs> I think that's a valuable point of view. So welcome to City Hawkins Pod. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. That was like the longest intro ever. Well, it's a whole new Danny for a whole new Sadie Hawkins Pod. This is not a character. This isn't like, you know, I'm not I'm not Cool Jim or whatever. This isn't some character I made up. This is just Danny, just taking it easy. Here sure. talking about, you know. One I almost had complex infrastructure known as the female mind because the book's still on the table. <laughs> right. Cal- calm down, Jess. Calm oh, I'm down. sorry. I don't want to get too rambunctious. Sorry. <laughs> you know, Reliant K is a very sincere band. Hey, they have a sense of humor. We got Sure. You know, we'll we'll make jokes every once in a while on the new Sadie Hawkins pod. <laughs> oh, good to know. Nothing that Reliant K wouldn't make. Just... <laughs> Not punching down at anybody. Sure. Just sort of, you know. Sure. Keeping it light, keeping it breezy. I got to tell you, Dan, I think that this whole bit you're doing right now is a bit much. Bit? <laughs> no, that's the opposite. <laughs> I'm not supposed to come off as a bit much. I'm supposed to be new, laid back Danny. And if you got a problem with that, well, whatever. <laughs> Thanks for, for peeking my levels there. So, any top of the show business? I, I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> well, we got a DM from someone. <laughs> I'm not really upset. I get it. I get it. I'm a bit much. But you know that conversation? I'm not outing who it was because I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. I'm joking around. I don't really, whatever. I love it. He is a bit much. But you should know that in that conversation, that person did say, oh, I feel for Jess. <laughs> I'm on Jess's side because apparently I... Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I always just assume everybody loves Danny more because he's so insightful and he brings so much more to to um, the music table than I do. So, <laughs> In my own paltry way, I suppose. <laughs> it's not like I... I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. When you're around. Wait, that's not what um, we're doing. What are we doing? <laughs> Everything <almost>. will be. <laughs> Everything will be. So we're doing a song from the first album. So because this is our Christmas season, mm-hmm. Jessica got confused leading into this. She's like, no, aren't we supposed to go regular episode, Christmas episode, regular episode? And I was like, no, this year the pattern is Christmas episode, Christmas episode. Regular episode, regular episode, Christmas episode, Christmas episode. I'm pretty sure that you that you had previously stated we would go every other, but then things got a little messed up. No, because of things got messed up yeah. because we wanted to do Hive 75 on 75, and I messed up where we were in the order. And I'm like, <laughs> but I wanted to have that symmetry. I want to see the forest for the symmetry. Exactly. And I wanted to make sure, or the cemetery. I wanted to make sure we had a nice, evenly parsed out sure, Christmas. Sure, 
So we're doing another regular episode this week. We do have a voicemail. Oh, okay. Yeah, you actually, Jessica's pulling her notes up. And I'm like, no, we have a voicemail. Um, this is from another one of our top 1% listeners. But is it the top 1% listener who sent me that DM? No one's going to know because I'm not going to out the person who said it. So this is from Daniel. You can see my socks. What's up? It's Daniel. It's been a while. Uh, hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Hope you're having a good Advent season. Just more thoughts on Narnia. Uh, I was realizing today as you guys were discussing it um, on the pod, um, it actually kind of does make sense that Narnia has Christmas. Um, I forgot about this, but actually, like, the first king and queen of Narnia are actually, like, normal Earth humans that, like, get taken there in the musician, the magician's nephew. They're just like normal Londoners. So it actually does make sense that they would like bring the tradition of Christmas with them and celebrate it. Even if, I don't know, actual Narnians didn't really know anything about Jesus or his birth. Um, so I guess that kind of makes sense. Which I should remember because that's one of the, the only three Narnia books I read was The Magician's Nephew, but I forgot about that part. See, so, like, the more that I hear about this, the more I'm like, oh, okay, so The Magicians, or at least the show The Magicians, they very much so based the world of the book that, like, turns out to be real off of Narnia. Because that's a whole thing, too, where they've actually got the human king and queen of the the fantasy world and stuff, so, okay. I get it. I get it now. Someone was like... What if Narnia, but it's a little bit more f***y. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have gone with the dark. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. This is the all-new Sadie Hawkins pod. I'm sorry. Um, and I'm pretty sure they... I mean, nobody is talking about it as, like believing in Jesus and Harry Potter, but as far as I know, it's still supposed to be set in, like, normal, the, like, the normal world, so, like, all the muggles would still celebrate Christmas if they're Christian, I guess, and so, if there's, like, muggle-born wizards, they probably would still celebrate it. I don't know. This is, no, because, so I mentioned, oh, oh. no, well, I'm not a huge Harry Potter, I'm not one of those big millennial Harry Potter fans, I'm not, like, I don't live and die in Harry Potter mythology but i read all the books you don't, you don't have what house you're in in your twitter profile i don't even remember i took that stupid quiz but you're I don't a ravenclaw remember. that see there you go <laughs> but it always the wizarding world the secret world of the wizards yes, yes it exists on earth as we know it and there are earthlings and humans as we know them but the wizarding world which is hidden from normal muggle eyes they love christmas they love Christmas. Yeah, they celebrate Christmas. They celebrate the Christmas. They do Christmas. All of the wizards do Christmas. Even the wizards who hate the muggles do Christmas. One thing that's never been like clear is this weird line of like you could nitpick the wizarding world and everything like and be like, okay, they use magic to do all their stuff. They use magic to do their cooking. They do this, they do that. But they have glasses, you know? Like they have regular glasses. Like they right. have optometry you know what i mean like they don't use magic to like cure their you know their well they can they just don't do they can they they have glasses they have like they have you know they have magic writing and pictures that can come alive but they still like i don't know have paper and stuff like they don't have other things they still have like trappings of the muggle world christmas being one of them but Christmas, but like that means that they all have to acknowledge. Like, I can't. There must now. Of course, there are countries in they the have re- secular Christmas. They maybe. have a secular Christmas. There are countries in the real world, in re- in real life, where they have Christmas, even though it's not really a Christian nation, right? So that happens. People celebrate Christmas without being Christians, but it's just like the Muggle world acknowledge christmas and christmas would be like a recent phenomenon in the in sorry i said muggle world but to the wizarding world i'm almost done (laughs) jessica's like i thought this is the new sadie hawkins pod where we don't go rambling 
the concept of Christmas to the wizarding world is should be like a flash in the pan at this point, right? It's only been like 2,000 years since Christ was born and however long since Christmas was invented, right? So Christmas hasn't been around that long in the scheme of the wizarding world. So is this like a fad that's kind of just come and gone? And like, who is Jesus? I don't know. When did they say that like wizards dated back to? To ancient times. Jesus is ancient times too. Maybe they all came up together. No, not that ancient. I'm talking like tens of thousands of years or millions of years or whatever. I was not prepared for a Harry Potter debate. For a Harry Potter theological debate. No. Who is Jesus in the Harry Potter world? Is it one of those things like the people who don't want to acknowledge Christ as like the actual savior? Like they say, oh, he was just a prophet in the is in the wizarding world. Is is Jesus just like one of the wizards? I don't I don't have an answer for you, Danny. It's not a thing I have ever thought about ever. But you do think about what vegetable would Jesus be in the VeggieTales universe? No, I swear that I saw one where he was like a carrot or something. I swear I saw it when I was working in the church nursery in high school. You probably it was probably Moses or something. Now that I think about it, it was probably no, like a Moses vegetable. I swear there was a nativity. Oh, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't remember. Folks, call us up. 402-95-SADIE. Is there any depiction of an actual vegetable <laughs> Christ in VeggieTales? I don't think so. We had these debates in our VeggieTales <laughs> episodes. Jessica's Googling it. We'll keep listening to Daniel's uh, voicemail. Um, and then about freaking egg. Uh, maybe they're not from New England, but have they ever been to Boston in the fall? <laughs> Um, the same thing about, um, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Like, we hear that all the time in the Midwest, too. So, I'm pretty sure that is just a thing that everybody thinks is true about where they're from, like, bad drivers or whatever. And then, uh, I guess you guys figured out the took my heavy heart and made a light thing. I think you guys talked about that before on previous episodes, but yeah, it's in those three different songs on the album. And then Quick Trip, uh, you guys need to come to the Midwest sometime because Quick Trip is the best gas station. They're all over here in the Kansas City area. Um, I don't know. They're just really good. They have, like, roller grills that you can get taquitos off of. And I don't know. They're just they're good. I like I like Quick Trip. It's a good place. Um, anyway, have a good one, guys. Okay, Quick Trip is a gas station. Right. Gotcha. We know Flying J and we know Sheets. Yeah. Sheets are great. Loves. Where else can you go in Loves? Loves? But Sheets, you can order yourself some uh, mozzarella <laughs> sticks from a computer and then they just magically appear. We, those are just like uh, like the Northeast, right? Yeah, Sheets wasn't even the Northeast. It was like, well, I don't know where they are in the country. It was like primarily Pennsylvania, It was I Pennsylvania. Think? Yeah. It was when we were living in New Jersey and, and, New and York went and, through Pennsylvania. Yeah. Driving up to... Yeah, Boston and all. We drove to all sorts of places when, yeah. we, when we lived on, on the East Coast. So, Jesus right. in VeggieTales, what's it say? No, that, well, I don't know. This looks like a little pee to me, but allegedly he's supposed to never be shown. Oh, Depicted. Weird. Yet I have found, it's it says on the VeggieTales Wikipedia that the creator said that he would never be shown in, as anything except maybe like a glowing light. Gotcha. But I I'm looking at... And we're talking about Christ, not God, right? Yes. And like, okay, so here's a manger where you just don't see him. He's covered up. Gotcha. But Joseph is a cucumber, and I have no idea what Mary is. Mary is is an asparagus, probably. But she doesn't have a pointy head. It's like rounded. She's Uh, green. She's a generic vegetable vegetable. She looks like a junior asparagus's mom to me. Okay, so here, we've got, we can see their actual, I guess, Little Drummer Boy episode. He's a glowing light. Okay. But I don't know what this other art is that if that's a fan art, semi-official. There's a veggie, Jessica found an image where it says the best Christmas gift, and it's a bunch of the VeggieTales gathered around a manger with a little pea in it. So I don't know if that's supposed to be Jesus or if this is fan art, like unofficial. <laughs> this is so weird, yeah. And the angel is a little pee as well. Hmm. Yeah. Strange. And there's a Christmas tree, but that's not canon. 
Oh, yeah, there weren't Christmas trees when Jesus oh, was born. It's a cucumber or something dressed up as a Christmas tree. Maybe this is just about someone someone in recent times who just <laughs> was born on Christmas, and they're not going to get a lot of maybe, gifts on their maybe. birthday. <laughs> Did you know any Christmas babies growing up? No. I did know a, a leap year baby, though. Oh, wow. Yeah. There was a uh, local Massachusetts um, musician, Christian sort of folk musician named Elijah Wyman that I was friends with. He was the bass player in Good for Life, the ska band, but then he went off to do his own, like, folk thing. And he was a, he, his, he was a Christmas baby. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that's the only person I ever knew who was born on Christmas. But I knew tons of people growing up who went by their middle name. And then you'd find out, oh, you, uh, you're the name I've been calling you ever since I've known you is your middle name. And it turns out you actually have a first name. Yeah. (laughs) You look concerned. Are you still looking up? I'm having trouble finding the best Christmas gift. I don't, it says movie reviews, but... Is I don't see it on IMDb. So maybe it's made up. I'm very confused why movieguide.org has this movie and a review of this movie. Oh, don't worry, though. There's no sex, no nudity, no violence, and no alcohol use. I I don't know. Oh, it's an episode. Okay. It is an episode. <laughs> April. <laughs> April's like, how dare you? It's more than an episode. This is very offensive. (laughs) Okay, we've calmed down the dog, and I have an answer on this. I figured it out. So there have been many VeggieTales projects, and most VeggieTales classic quote-unquote episodes are really just standalone short films Mm -hmm. that were on one VHS tape. Yeah. But there was a specific VeggieTales TV show. Mm. Which is slightly, which is a different release because it's actually a television show right. with episodes, sure, as opposed to the original videos, which were episodes but they're standalone. The best Christmas gift is the first episode of the Veggie Tale Show, which was the 2019 version of the TV show. Oh, okay. And it was the first episode called "The Best Christmas Gift." And it's about them putting on a Christmas pageant. So this image Ah, is a pea child doing a play where he's playing the role of baby Jesus. Well, I just want to say that this is going to outrage a lot of a lot of Christian moms. (laughs) They're going to be like, you can't watch this because they finally depicted Jesus and they made him a pea of all things. But they did it. In like a because little kids will be like, I'm not going to eat my peas because I'm eating Jesus. And but it's not Jesus; it's a pea playing Jesus in a play. I get it, but kid logic and the Christmas tree. Mom I really... logic. <laughs> and it's I guess the I don't know is the Christmas tree supposed to be. I guess if they're having a Christmas Larry? pageant, it would make sense. No, I don't think that's Larry's Or is the, nose. Is the tree alive? Because a tree... That's not Larry. He's too big compared to everybody else. But but it looks like a tree, and it's alive. But trees aren't vegetables, it and trees like aren't fruits. It looks like a to me. Okay. That is scary. <laughs> and this is not the TV show, that, like the Netflix show, where they redesigned them. And Doug Tenaple was involved. This is like classic style looking VeggieTales TV show from 2019, apparently. Welcome to Vegin Out with Dan and Jess. <laughs> That's a great idea. Our VeggieTales Vegin Out, sponsored by Veggie Grill. <laughs> Can you tell we don't have a ton to say about the song this oh, week? No. Well, I have, st- I have stuff to say. Okay. Well, so. we're off of that now. So let's, no more top of the show business, right? Right. 20 minutes in um so i swear when i put it on this song on this week i was like i've never heard this song before obviously i have heard it before but it for some reason it was always a skip even though it's super rockin it's and so very fun. nancy drew esque yeah yeah it's a really fun forgotten deep dive yeah. K song especially for the self-titled which is so like ill-begotten and not well remembered and stuff 
This is like... This is a nice song. It's yeah. a nice, positive, wholesome message. A plus early Reliant K. Yeah. They're not condemning anyone for their life or music choices. Right. Just being wholesome and reliant on Jesus. Right. Like, you can't accuse... You can't be one of those Christian reviewers that's, like, mad the song has nothing to do with God, right? right. You can't be like, this song is only about Nancy Drew, and therefore, it's pointless, you, but you also can't be one of the secular reviewers who is like, why does this have to be so abrasively Christian? It's just lightly Christian. Yeah. But it's also musically, like, this is a, t- honestly, this is like, f- like forgotten A tier, or not S tier, maybe S tier. We'll talk about it. But this is definitely A tier. I don't know if I would go S tier, but it is, it is an A tier song for from the self title. Yeah, from the self title. From the time. For its era. Because it's got, it's a, it's a, like a perfect mix of this early version of Reliant K that we talk about where like with the All Work and No Play demo, they were clearly angling for sort of a skate punk sound, mm-hmm. but maybe kind of through a lens of like teenagers who didn't like really know skate punk culture, right? Right. Like, I don't know a lot about, you know, Matt and Matt from their high school years aside from like the very surface level stuff we know but they as we go through they don't strike me as like like being real skate punkers like they were just kind of like he had a lot of musical influences i have never once seen a picture of either of them with a skateboard right (laughs) but like clearly early reliant k like 1998 and that bedroom reliant k was influenced by Tooth and Nail bands and MXPX, but they were also influenced by the Beach Boys and Weezer. Mm-hmm. And like, so they had all of these kind of influences. And then when you listen to the demo, they're clearly angling for that we want to be value pack, we want to be MXPX, we want to be a Christian skate punk band that will get signed to Tooth and Nail. Mm-hmm. But then they get signed to Goatee, and they're like, okay, well. We were angling for tooth and nail. We're comfortable. We're happy with goatee. We don't need to lean into this skate punk thing that we weren't like fully really wanting to do maybe. Or like not that wasn't really exactly us because we have a lot of influences. We Mm -hmm. have Beach Boys. We have Weezer. So you have this song. Unless they just honestly moved on from that that idea that idea that skate punky that because like, you start sometimes Green you start kind of yeah. feeling sometimes you start a band like all time low which sounds nothing like blink 182 supposedly starts as a blink 182 cover band you know what i mean sometimes mm-hmm. your influences kind of morph and change yeah because i mean i mean seriously look at if you look at the self-titled versus you know the next two albums versus then going from those into mm-hmm, and then going into you know mm-hmm and fives where you can kind of you can kind of group a little bit together, but then forget not slow down is its own completely different thing and skipping over collapsible lung. Cause that's right. its own deal. But even that you go on to a different style and then you have a completely different style with air for free. Right. What I was saying was when you have early Reliant K with the demo that was kind of leaning towards that skate punk thing, but then they get comf- they kind of pull back and they get, they're like, Hey, we're the new Reliant K and we're, we're, <laughs> We're not too much. We're not too much to take. They pull back a little. It all comes full circle. And you have the influence of Tooth and Nail, Skate Punk with Weezer and Beach Boys. I feel like this song is the Venn diagram of those influences. Because the do-do-do-do and that little keyboard is almost Beach Boys-esque. It's not Beach Boys. But you no. can see how it is a yeah. it is a Christian rock group garage band influenced by the Beach Boys. Sure. It's got so it has that slight little spice of Beach Boys influence. Then you kinda got the Weezer like mid tempo heavy guitar, but uh my major key, you know, always driving forward sort of thing of Weezer. And then but then you've got the everything will be just fine. Fine. You got that that stop thing mm-hmm. of a skate punk band. Right. So this is like taking all those... It feels like this is the perfect song of all of those early influences on Reliant K. That everything will be yeah, is not sure. quite a skate punk song. It's not quite a Weezer song. And it's not quite a, like, you know, 
uh, Matt Thiessen's Boomer influ- musical influences <laughs> thing, but it's all, everything together in one really fun, overlooked yeah. Lion K song. With lyrics, like you said, that are very innocuous from a Christian point of view. It's just like, God's looking out for you and your life will be okay. It's also a very simple song sort of lyrically yeah and i definitely it definitely feels with also with the style that they go with it does feel for sure like a song written during the demo era right and whether it was you know done before and just chosen not to record or if it came in sort of like a bridge between that time right it does feel very early because of that sort of more skate punky feel well it does have that meta element of uh, time's gone by since I wrote this song. Right. A gone right, a has gone wrong. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, if that's believed, you know, if, if that's literal Tyson speaking, or mm-hmm. is that literal Tyson where literally he wrote the song and put it in a drawer and came back to it and his life had had ups and downs and he finishes the song? Is it literal or is it just artistic license and it's not meant to be literal? It's just one of those meta kind of things in a song. Like I made, like I referenced recently Crocodile Rock, like Crocodile Rock references a song called Crocodile Rock that doesn't itself exist. Um, Or, oh, you know, another one, I never get to talk about this, but Dan, you know about this dance to the music by Sly and the family stone dance to the music, right? That song is 80% them telling you how great this song's going to be when it all comes together. And then like, and then 20%, like maybe 20 seconds of the actual song being together. Because it opens. Damn, you had this argument for I'm obsessed with this song. I forgot about this. You pitched this to me for the first time in like college. But it's just mind melting because, like, if you know the song "Dance to the Music," every the, everyone who knows that song knows the hook, "Dance to the Music." Everyone knows that. But when you look at the structure of the song, it's that's like that is a fraction. The actual hook, the hook, the the hook opens the song, and then we spend minutes of the band going like we're gonna put in some bass and it's gonna be funky and it's like the drums are gonna help you have a beat and it's like keyboard is gonna <laughs> put a melody on the it's like they keep explaining what the song is but they don't actually do the song for most of the song that's just a tangent that's just something that i've been obsessed with like that's a very well-known uh our parents age song and it's not a song. It's just a it's a band <laughs> describing how great this song's gonna be when it all comes together and then it barely comes together and you're on to the next track. <laughs> anyway. So what do you think? Do you think that it's literal Tyson? I mean you have to just pick out of the hat if you think he literally started the song or you know what else i think it's literal. You think it's I literal? I think it's literal Tyson. It's also kinda like that one thing from uh, the wedding singer. That song that he like start he says he's like oh I started writing this song when I was going out with the girl mm-hmm. who broke up with me in the first right. act of the song but then I finished it after and it's like about it's like a love song but it's like ah hate I don't remember the song but you know what I'm talking about right I do yeah it's like that <laughs> I've never really seen the wedding singer that much <gasps> really I've seen it I used to love but it's not that. a movie I've seen non it's not a oh, movie I like have drilled I in my head I wore out my VHS tape copy. <laughs> Of the wedding singer. That's cute. <laughs> I've seen the uh, Goldbergs crossover episode way oof, more. Just kidding. Oof. I've only seen it the once. It's a little rough. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I really, yeah, I really feel like this is like the most overlooked song. And yeah, it really is. It really does have uh, the. Th- it's just like Nancy Drew. The begin when it kicks off. Lost gone right, a long's gone wrong. When he's singing that, it's like mm-hmm. the thing of a thing for Nancy Drew. It's yeah, a, it's a real. What's it's 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 like, and what, it leads into Nancy Drew. Yeah, and so yeah, it's like it's like okay, they he clearly had this one particular rhythmic melody kind of stuck in his craw, and was and kind of recycled that a couple times, like that one Taylor Swift one I was ragging on recently. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is that thing she does in every song? 
I think you're you're referring to Cardigan, maybe, as that was the song that you were that you were mocking. But I she don't has know. that you make fun rith- of all of the songs. She has that one rhythmic melody that she does in every song, and I can't think of what it is anymore because I don't think of Taylor Swift when I don't have to. <laughs> anyway, if I think about it some other time, I'll, I'll let everyone know. So, um. Yeah, when I think, because I was on, you know, I was listening to Reliant K from this album. Like, I bought this album before Anatomy of Tongue in Cheek was even out. So to me, like, even though I've definitely not thought of this song most of my life, it is a song that, for me, is kind of quintessential Reliant K of this era. Because you kind of got everything sort of put together in this one perfect representation of what Reliant K did at that time. Because when you take the big songs off this album, like Marilyn Manson and uh, Seventeen Magazine, each of those songs... Hello McFly, of course. Each of those songs has its own sort of thing that makes it a lot different from all the other songs. But I just feel like, almost like how... It's in a similar way of how I said... High of 75 is like the peak perfect version of Reliant K at that point. It is like someone perfectly molded exactly what, well, someone, it was Reliant K themselves, but it's like Reliant K perfectly captured exactly the peak performance of what they were capable of in the mm mm-hmm era that is perfectly represented in high of 75 i think this song is like everything reliant k did in this era molded into one perfect jewel of a song yeah it has all the elements of every other song they did in this era in one song therefore it kind of gets lost in the mix because all the other songs with the higher concept lyrics each have their own separate identity whereas this song has the identity of all the songs in one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the one rock in the tumbler that is just like, spends the time right in the middle and it's like the most perfectly polished rock, but it therefore it's kind of like Man, overlooked. I constantly have to. That's such like an 80s, 90s, early 2000s kid reference. Who is playing with rock tumblers anymore? Who's not? (laughs) Are rock tumblers not popular? They're just a science thing. (laughs) Kids like science nowadays. Since you mentioned High of 75, there was something that we missed last week that I'm trying to remember. I'm racking my brain and I cannot think of what it was that we had said we needed to bring up this week. (laughs) Well, considering this song, this episode will probably not be a very well downloaded episode. Maybe we'll wait till next week. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, let me see. I didn't, like, yeah, there's, like, lots of fun little things going on in this song. The do-do-do's and the keyboard. The, I think it's an organ. It sounds like an organ, right? I should have looked up the credits for the for the uh, album. The organ and the stops, the like, the, the skate punk stops. And the weird little wind down at the end of the song, like your record is, you know, your record is uh, dying and all that stuff. There's so many fun little things in this song production wise and no mention on Setlist FM. I don't Mm. from it's it's seemingly they've never played this song and been recorded. Did you check Detroit show? Yeah, Mm. it's not in the Detroit show. Um, the Detroit show is on Setlist FM because someone saw it on right. YouTube and added a Setlist. <laughs> right. However, I feel like this is a song that absolutely could have been played in a pre-camera in everyone's pocket world, like For maybe sure. around the time. Because like Kickoff, there's no proof of Kickoff ever really having been played mm-hmm. until someone sent us a video of here's proof of it yeah. being played in 2002. Right. Um, yeah. So and we we never put that video online because uh, there is a a what do you call it a pro life banner that like the Christian festival itself had up there. Right. You're like it's not like Ryan K's fault that that's there, but if anyone saw this, it's not like it, the context isn't there. We can't right. like the sender asked us not to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, everything will be. Oh, it's funny that. 
it's called everything will be instead of everything will be just fine. Yeah. Because when I first did my deep dive, I typed in everything will be just fine. And then I got like through quite a few pages of search results and went, you know what? I probably should have been in the put in the actual title of the song. And so then I redid my search after that. And the results were like, I just got more results for everything will be that were not different results between the two. And it's funny because the only cover, as we always have, if there's no, if it's not a popular song on the first oh, album, yeah. Princes it's of Princes the of the Sun. And they called it Everything Will Be Just Fine. Okay. Um, since there's not much else to talk about, I just want to kind of look through the lyrics real quick. I mean, like, I don't, I don't think there's... Oh, you have more information? Well, I have Deep Dive. You do have Deep Dive. Okay, well, you do dive. that, and I'm just going to kind of look up the lyrics <laughs> while you do that. Well, then let's go ahead and take our break now. Great. If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can interact with the show. Call our voicemail line, 402-95-SADIE, and we'll play it on a future show. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. We also have merch up at our Tee Public store, where you can get a shirt, a mug, stickers, and more. Just in time for Halloween, or for after Halloween, depending on when you're listening to this, is our little sheep boy shirt design, based on the cover of the original Creepy EP. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. There's Brady, David, Tucker, This Might Be a Podcast, Owen, Jimmy E. Pod, Roxanne, Samantha, Helen, and Michael. You can sign up to our Patreon for bonus episodes and exclusive merch. And if you have a special someone in your life, think of giving them the gift of Sadie Hawkins Pod. <laughs> so you like Reliant K, do you? Well, what about They Might Be Giants? My name is Greg Simpson, and I host a They Might Be Giants fan podcast, and it's called This Might Be a Podcast. This Might Be a Podcast is a song-by-song podcast featuring a different guest every episode from normal fans like you and I, but also I've had guests such as John Darneal of the Mountain Goats, Justin McElroy of My Brother, My Brother and Me, Hutch Harris of the Thermals, Mike Park of Asian Man Records, Franz Nikolai of The Hold Steady, and Danny Weinkoff and Marty Beller of They Might Be Giants, and past drummers Dan Hickey and Brian Doherty. Search for Punk News, or this might be a podcast on any podcast platform and you will find us. This might be a podcast brought to you by punknews.org. As for every song early in Reliant K's career, we of course have song meanings. Oh, good. <laughs> I even, I was looking at YouTube comments because sometimes when there's not a lot for me to find, I'll go and look at the few things that are there and look at YouTube comments, but none of them were like particularly informative or interesting. They were all just like, great song, lifts me up when I'm low and stuff. Right. Uh, the Heart Render 11 years ago said, what album is this from? <laughs> I Love Jazz 777 eight years ago said, Do you sweet like jazz? lyrics. <laughs> is, this, is this the Jerry Seinfeld B? Sweet lyrics. Some may not relate to Jesus, but can still relate to this song because there are sometimes rough times and still you know that everything will be just fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. We've got we've got a whole thread of people talking to each other here. <laughs> uh Princess Liar 13 years ago said dot 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 I really wish this song wasn't about Jesus. It's only but what <laughs> XAQ27 13 years ago responded Princess Liar or Lear needs Jesus and Jesus loves Princess Lear no matter what <laughs> Captain Reaction 12 years ago said lol xaq27 let her do what she wants I would prefer this song not be about JC <laughs> okay Dom Alert 13 years ago said I'm surprised this song the whole doesn't... country should have had a Don Alert 4 years ago <laughs> Sorry, Dom oh, Alert with okay. an M. 
I'm surprised the song doesn't have more comments. It's such a beautiful song. Snowbeast, 2005, 15 years ago, said, It's about how Jesus gets us through the good and bad times. Sorry? Sorry he was taking a sip when I said it? And lets us know that everything will be just fine. Perfect. I feel like you could get sued for... uh... Plagiarism, but okay. <laughs> it, it doesn't it's great. mean song meanings. No. <laughs> the song meaning is just right there. That's almost in some way. Like, what's. I, actually, I gotta ask you, what do you think is worse to do on song meanings? To, like, literal, to literally say, I love this part, especially when he says, and then copy paste the lyrics? Or is it worse to take the lyrics but like add your own linking words as <laughs> like, if you're like saying you have like, to write a school report that you don't want to yeah. write at all and it's like you take you take all of your 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 uh what your i guess your websites or your encyclopedias that you get the information from and then you just vaguely rewrite the statements right. in your own hand yeah jesse jess 88 18 years ago said oh who was who do you think that was in real life <laughs> OMG, I absolutely love this song. I don't think there is one word in this song I don't love. Things won't stay the same, but memories will stay. Many lessons to learn. And then for the rest of the song, well, for school, we had to make a coat of arms and pick a quote that tells about our life. Well, right away, I asked if I could do lyrics. And when I talked my way into doing that, I found these lyrics and they fit. Everyone loved it and started using Reliant K and Audio A lyrics. It was really cool. Audio Adrenaline lyrics? Uh, audio It just A says lyrics. Audio, audio A. Yeah, it audio says Audio adrenaline. A. Okay, yeah. And then there's another... This, this happens every now and then. I like how Duct that... Tape Guy 4187 Sorry. says, Go I... to Softer to <sighs> Me. <laughs> I just wanted to say that last comment mentioned both of John Schneck's biggest bands before he was in either band. Oh. I just wanted to, that's all I wanted to say. Now, please start this one again. Go to the Softer to Me lyric page for a great discussion. Well, we've already done Softer to Me. And <laughs> Did we find it to be a great discussion? I don't remember. I don't remember either. We'll need our intern to let us know and, and uh, write in. So here's one. I don't remember this review, but Pit News does sound familiar. It's not even like a review for this song or album, but it popped up and not a lot else did. So I was just going to 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 read through this. So tell me if this sounds familiar, Danny. Okay. Jesus and their producer think they rock is the title of the article. Yeah, that sounds familiar. It's about two lefts. Right. That sounds familiar. If only I had a memory. Has anybody ever taken the time to think about what Blink-182 would sound like mm-hmm. if Bob Dylan rewrote yeah, yeah, their yeah, lyrics? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. We, we absolutely read this. Okay. Well, then I will, I will exit out of that and I'll move on to this because tis the season. Reliant K will perform after not tree lighting or caught tree lighting, K-O-T tree lighting. Stress levels are rising for Fort Worth, Junior Craig Hatch, a member of Baylor's Kappa Omega Tau, K.O.T., and one of their Christmas tree chairs. Hatch and five other K.O.T. brothers begin planning in the spring of their, or do I have to say Kappa Omega Tau, uh, began planning began planning in the spring for their Christmas on 5th tree lighting and concert. Today they start decorating the 40-foot tree in anticipation for Thursday when it will be lit up prior to Reliant K's performance in Waco Hall. I love how we happen to be hitting on Christmas discussions even though this isn't technically a Christmas episode. Yeah, it, I don't I, they're not even going to talk about this song. It just came <laughs> up in my deep dive and I was like, well, this is this is uh Apropos. this works. Yeah. 
It is a lot to think about for this week, but we all know it's going to work out and it's going to be a great event, Hatch said. We're all looking forward to the moment when the concert starts so we can sit back. Hatch is especially excited about the concert's artist this year. He said the Christmas tree chairs did a lot of brainstorming over the summer about who to bring in for the concert, and he suggested one of his favorite bands, Reliant K. I am the biggest Reliant K fan ever, Hatch said. They were available. Oh, yeah? Do you have a podcast (laughs) about them? (laughs) They were available and they were in our price range. (laughs) 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 They were highly affordable. That's great. That reminds me. (laughs) Jessica's really losing her mind over that one. Her face is red. Red is a Christmas light. Red is Rudolph's nose. I just got to say that reminds me. (laughs) And in our budget. For the budget-minded event coordinator, think of Reliant K. So... There's a Hannibal Burris stand-up bit where he talks about how he read, like, he he did a college bit. He did a college gig. <laughs> and that, like, the college paper did, like, a thing. Like, he reads the college review of his performance. I don't remember everything he says, but the main thing that sprung to mind is in the college review. <laughs> Jessica can't stop laughing. In the college review, they're like, Hannibal Burris did the gig for, like, the $10,000 that we had to spend. And Hannibal Burris is like, that's great. And it'll that's great that you shared how much money I made, and it'll make it really hard for me to charge more in the future now that this is public knowledge. So I do, I do shows at colleges sometimes, and when I do a college show, I do an interview with the school paper, and the result could be a horrible article. So I want to share with y'all this article from a gig I did at Eastern Illinois University in Charleston, Illinois. This is all real and in print. A human being wrote this. <laughs> and then they sent it to a higher ranking human being, an editor, and that person said, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Burris was the most popular comedian in Caponaire's price range of $2,000. <laughs> It was a couple years ago. Two things about that. One, you goddamn right I was. Hell yeah. I was ruling that price range in the Midwest two years ago. Two, how tacky is that? Did she go to her editor? Hey, I want to make this article more tacky. You have any ideas? Well, maybe you can mention the amount of money he's making from the show. That adds nothing to the article at all. Plus, we get the added bonus of putting this business out there and making it harder for him to charge more than that in the future. So, I think if you're going for word count, that's your move. Caponera said he also picked Burris because he is African-American, which added more diversity to the comedic lineup this semester. He's a black comedian, so it makes our crowd more diverse, and everyone gets what they want, Caponera said. (laughs) Everyone gets what they want? That's a weird, broad thing to say. Even people that didn't attend the show, hey, did you book Hannibal Burris? Yeah, we booked while you coming to the show. Nah, I'm not coming to the show, but I got what I wanted. (laughs) So everyone knows that Relying K is affordable. (laughs) I'm the biggest Reliant K fan ever. Now we really wanted <laughs> bowling for Sue, but they were just a little too much. <laughs> Hatch said his brother had been a Christmas tree chair when he attended Baylor, and that Hatch had always wanted Reliant K to come to Baylor for a Christmas on 5th, thinking they would be perfect for the occasion. What year is this? Did it say? 2015. No. This article was written by Emma King, November 30th, 2015. Huh. Wow. Because I was thinking this whole time, I was thinking like Brian and Dave era. That's surprising and odd. Twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2015 makes sense, of course. I was thinking, okay, yeah, because that's before... Hatch and his fellow chairs contacted the band in September, and after a few weeks, they booked them for the show. He said keeping it a secret was the hardest part for him. 
Matt Frechette, Baylor's director of student activity, said hundreds of students picked up their tickets yesterday, the first day they were available. He said he can't recall the last time so many students picked up tickets for a KOT Christmas concert. I am a Reliant K fan. I know a lot of people are probably pretty skeptical of it, having not listened to him since middle school. But I think people will get there and end up having a blast, said Ryan McLaughlin, senior KOT member and former Christmas tree chair. Bruchette said he thinks the most popular response to their Twitter post about Reliant K said, my junior high self thanks you. KOT has done and continues to do an amazing job, uh, Bruchette said. He said they work hard, stay on top of things, and stay organized. McLaughlin and other chairs from 2014 spent some time helping Hatch and the current chairs learn who to contact and how to pull off such a large campus-wide event. Though KOT is only responsible for the tree, its lighting and the concert, the tree alone costs about $5,400 and was driven in from out of state. What weird minutia. This is like, this is exactly like what I was talking about, the Hannibal Burris. Because the whole point of that bit is like, they didn't really have anything to say about it. So they're just kind of like filling in all this dumb minutia. Hatch says Baylor helps fund quite a bit of their event, in addition to donations from sponsors and outside companies. McLaughlin said planning the tree lighting was a great experience for him in 2014 and that he learned a lot, some of which was passed on to this year's team. Wow, just so much about, like, listen, Reliant K is coming to the school. They're going to play. Isn't that awesome? Done. There's the people who organized it. Isn't it cool? We got them done. We wanted to pick up lunch for everybody, (laughs) but we had a little bit of trouble there. We had planned on getting a sandwich platter from Subway, but when we called Subway, they said that it was just outside of our budget. However, when we called Jersey Mike's, it was within our budget, but we couldn't get a window that would make sense for us to both pick up the sandwiches in time and get them back to the event coordination where the staff would have time to have lunch. You see, they only had a certain window of time to have lunch Danny. because of all of the planning that and work that they had to do to get the event ready. Danny. Specifically, they could have lunch from 2.30 to 3. You're being a bit much. This seemed like... Hey. <laughs> we did our best to make it as smooth as possible for them, McLaughlin said. It's really cool for them to experience it all. They put in all the work. Hatch said he and his fellow chairs weren't quite sure what to expect when they took their jobs planning the tree lighting. But all he of these, said it has to all be of these exciting people are chairs. I'm through. so confused. They're just like living talking chairs, <laughs> like Chair Chippendale from The Tick. I don't understand. They're not even human beings. Everything together, especially on the 15th anniversary of KOT's first tree lighting. McLaughlin said that the tree lighting is an event that really hasn't changed much throughout the last few years. He also said that Christmas on 5th is a celebration that community members, not just Baylor students, can enjoy. What we do with the Christmas tree is only a small part of everything that goes on. It's cool to see everything else come together, McLaughlin said. Christmas on 5th festivities will begin at 6 p.m. on Thursday, and the tree will be lit in the... Burleson quadru- quadrangle at 8:45 p.m. Reliant K and his his opener. Adam his Andrew opener Riff. makes it well, sound like Reliant K is a rapper. Yeah. We'll begin their concert at 9:45 p.m. in Waco Hall. Wait, they're playing the tree lighting, but not in the quad. It's in another place. Huh. What? Why? Buses Why are they take... not playing outside by the tree? I don't understand. Isn't that... I don't... Or like in a pavilion near the tree? No? It's cold. I guess. I don't know where Baylor is. Where did it say they were located? Oh, Texas. It's not that cold. Well, maybe it's one of those cold parts of Texas. Maybe. Texas is a big state. It has many climates. Sure. Also, I'm super bummed out because there were two results that came up that I knew were, like, not going to go to real sites. They were going to crash my browser. Okay. But their synopsises were very similar and sounded amazing. They were both, like, I think my girlfriend is losing her feelings for me. And then they went on to talk about the Reliant K song, My Girlfriend. 
So it's like, you know, I, just what you see in the, the like synopsis for each page on Google. And it's like, but I knew because I've seen some of the, the same like, like gibberish website, you know, codes before where I'm like, okay, I know that this is just going to like say, you've won, you're the 500th person or whatever, or right. hey, you're being tracked. Like I knew I was going to get one of those messages. Well, I wish I could reach those actual people who wrote that original post that got copy pasted to that, uh, to that spam site. Because if they were going to, oh no, the water cooler has been on this whole episode. I hate that. <laughs> I know. I do too. I thought I'm it was I'm so sorry, folks. Because when I I'm edit sorry. an episode and the water cooler is on, I'm like, oh, the water cooler is on. It's You can't mm-hmm. not hear it. I'm so sorry. We apologize. I didn't hear it before. Everything won't be all right. We recorded a Patreon episode before this. It was not going. It started going while I was reading the Christmas tree lighting thing. Right. <laughs> and that was when I was like, oh. Speaking of Patreon, what I was going to say was whoever that was who was afraid their girlfriend was going to break up with them, if only they could have subscribed to our Patreon and listened to us discuss discuss the book, The Complex Infrastructure, known as The Female Mind, at patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod. We already have commercials. I know, but I'm just, you can't undersell the importance of listening to us discuss this book. I suppose that's true. Big spoiler warning. Every guy is an ape and a Mr. Wonderful. Danny. Now they don't have to pay for it. But all the women out there, they're only one type of person. The the men are nuanced. The women are not. So says Reliant K. Or or the guy who actually wrote the book. Anyway, um, so... Yeah, there's not really any covers and no live videos of this song. Man. When I search Everything Will Be, there's a number of other songs just sort of sure. notable that I won't necessarily play right now. But there's Everything Will Be Alright in the End by Weezer, which is from, I think, 2014 or 2015. And there's Everything Will Be Alright by The Killers. That's also a song. And there's Everything Is Alright by the Motion City Soundtrack. I'm just saying those because my algorithm is like, well, these are bands that you must mean the song for, right? Not Reliant K. (laughs) Um, So there's just that. Oh, and I wanted to go through the lyrics real quick because it kind of connects to the last week. This song opens with, it smells so sweet outside today. The sun smiles down. I'm in the shade. I sit and think about all my friends and how good they are. It's just kind of like another like pleasant weather-based song, just like High of 75. True, true. Yeah. I, I and that was also, you know what, this is also has a beginning that Reliant K does a lot, where it's like, or that Matt Thiessen specifically does a lot with lyrics, where the beginning is sort of like, it sets a scene, it's yeah. an idea, and it's like separate sort of from the rest of the song. It's really just kind of taking you to a place before you get into the actual lyrics and what the song is actually about. Right. I also, we shouldn't, uh, this is a lyric of note, but when today is yesterday, I know that things won't stay the same. That is simultaneously bad high school poetry (laughs) and strangely profound. Like actually, like, like if you just saw that written down, you'd be like, but like it it sits in the song very well. You know what I mean? When today is yesterday, which is just like a more complex way of saying when we're looking back on this moment. Yesterday. Things will, yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, when I look at yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, round and round the world will, will turn. <laughs> if, if you're one of those round earthers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, there's more lyrics, so who cares? So yeah, there's only one I care. That's that's why we're doing this. <laughs> um, I'm really like questioning my life choices now because what me? <laughs> I, I don't understand. Your marriage to me? <laughs> I was going to say that if this Texas college could afford Reliant K for their Christmas tree lighting, we totally could have afforded them as our wedding band. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Well, I don't know. Do you think Reliant K was pulling in more per show in 2010 than 2015? That's a good question. I mean, it's just five years, hmm. but it's a big difference. because It really is. You're right. Because you've got... It's it's like... That's, because you have to imagine, mm-hmm era and like five score era, they've got to be pulling in the that's most. Po- but also that's... Yeah, but that, and that's post forgetting not slow down. Yeah. So, and that is like primo... Uh, John's and Ethan and Warp Tour Reliant K. Yeah. That is like nonstop on the road Reliant K. That's a good point. So were they making a lot of money per show in 2010? Is that why they never, like, they just didn't stop touring in 2010? I don't know. I don't know either. Were they just trying to milk the last of that sweet, sweet music industry touring money before the music industry? Before COVID. (laughs) 10 years before COVID. <laughs> I was going to say before the music industry pretty much like crumbled. Well, 2010 might have been when it crumbled. I don't know. Anyway, I hear my career talk about it a bunch on his podcast. Like particularly whenever Tumble Down started is pretty much because the music industry as they as it had been known had crumbled and he was like, "Well, now I'm just going to do things that I want to do because other, there's nothing 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 makes money anymore." Um Anyway. Maybe if we ever renew our vows, we can get Reliant K to come play. <laughs> if Reliant K ever renews their vows, if they ever get back out there. Fair. So, yeah, here's the only cover of the song, of course. It is Princes of the Sun from their Bandcamp full tribute album. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if you had a free afternoon, wouldn't you go just do a full, a full tribute album to one of your favorite albums? It smells so sweet outside today. The sun smells down on me in the shade. I sit and think about all my friends and how good they are. But when today is yesterday, I know that things won't stay the same. But I know that the memories won't go too far. It's okay. I've definitely heard worse. There's definitely some Princess of the Sun songs where it's like way off key and like the instrumentation is really bizarre and strange. Like this is just acoustic guitar. And let us know. afraid we're gonna find out that prince of the sun is somebody we know and we've just <laughs> super offended them i hope not how many princes of the sun are there well there's four on the cover because they put their heads on top of the heads yeah, of the original okay. band because it only seemed like we were maybe hearing two princes not four <laughs> well maybe two princes two stand before you <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, old man. <laughs> so, Princess of the Sun Shelf. I can't remember the name of that band. What are they called? <laughs> if you want to buy me flowers. Hold on. I literally can't. I can't think of anything else right now except my brain melting. Spin Doctors, of course. The Spin Doctors. If Princess of the Sun did a Spin Doctors uh, full tribute album, would you be been more happy with that? If we we should do a Spin Doctors podcast next. Pocket Full of Kryptonite was the name of the album. They only have the one song, right? Oh my gosh, there's so many albums. Well. Let's see. I mean, t- two of their top four albums on Spotify are the same album that Prince Two Princes is on. So there's two versions of Two Princes you can listen to. Let's see. Okay, they have their 1991 breakout album, Pocket of Kryptonite. Then 2000... No, sorry. Did I say 2000? 1991. No, I was about to say 2000. <laughs> Everything will not be all right. That's what I'm learning in this episode. Pocket Full of Kryptonite was in 1991. Home Belly Groove was in 1992. Sick. 
Turn It Upside Down was 94. Uh, You've Got to Believe in Something was 1996. Here Comes the Bride in 99. Wow, so many albums. Then the 90s ended, so they were like, well, that was our decade. But then halfway through... (laughs) All the Beatles. Yeah. But halfway through the 2000s, in 2005, they came out with Nice Talking to Me. Yeah, with a phone on the cover. So it's kind of like they're invoking the hang-ups cover by the uh, cover art from goldfinger and then oh now they're talking it says if the river was whiskey was the name of their 2013 album <laughs> okay, now they're talking <laughs> if the river was whiskey so the same year that uh collapsible lung came out there was if the <laughs> oh river was whiskey by the spin doctors is that it or are we still going that's it for studio okay. albums because then in 2015 they came out with a live album when do they play Two Princes? They obviously got to end it, right? Oh no, it's not. Oh no, it's in the. It's kind of in the middle of the set. <laughs> they don't open and close their live set in 2015 with Two Princes the no. way that Europe would open and close their set with Final Countdown, right? <laughs> They're like, we'll put it right smack dab in the middle of the set so that the old folks who remember when this song was popular can get home. (laughs) We're going to go about two thirds through. So the the snack bars are closing up. You can't make any more money there. You want to go get a t-shirt and get in the car before everybody else. Go ahead. The real heads are going to stick around to hear. Oh, crap. I already closed the app. I can't name any other songs. Uh, So that is Two Princes by the Spin Doctors. <laughs> Just kidding. So, Danny, do you like this song more or less or the same? Uh, I like it more. Yeah, same. I like it You and I more. have been on the same page recently where we yes, like we things like either the same or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like this one more. Yeah, I like it I a didn't lot realize more. how much of a jam it was. Neither did I. Yeah, I kind of, I absolutely heard this song because I listen. It's so funny. Um, before we started this podcast, just to talk about the self-titled a little bit. Before we started this podcast, when did we start this? Was it <laughs> last 19, year, two thousand eleven? Nineteen. It's been over a year though, so twenty nineteen. <laughs> so I think in sometime like maybe twenty seventeen or something, I sat down and I listened to the first three years from beginning to end for the first time in a long time. And there were a handful of songs that I was like, what What the Which song is this? You know what I mean? Now that's not the case anymore. Now, like, because we've been so enveloped in Reliant K. Right. I know, I feel like I at least know of every song now. But this is absolutely one of those songs. I sat on the couch. I remember now. One afternoon, you had work. I sat on the couch and played Sonic Mania, which had just come out. I played Sonic Mania, and I listened to the first three gears from beginning to end. And so many songs on the first two albums would like, oh, I totally, I don't even remember. I literally didn't even remember the song. Right. And so this is one of those songs where I probably listened to it a bunch in 2000 and then didn't listen to it again until 2017. I seriously thought you were going to say we started this podcast in 1990 something. I was going to make that joke. Because you started to say 19 and I'm like, whoa. (laughs) So anyway, uh, just want everyone to know that everything will be all right, despite how this podcast, this episode went. (laughs) 2020 is almost over and everything will be just fine. Just midnight, you know, midnight New Year's Eve. Everything's suddenly going to get yeah. better. That's how this works. Yeah. Yeah. COVID doesn't go out after 10 p.m. That's why nope. they close the bars exactly. at 10 p.m. And COVID can't exist after December 31st. Facts. We just wasted 68 minutes of your life.